Welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold conversations on what it means to honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. In this space, we embrace the complexities that are inherent in all of our experiences, welcoming in the messiness of all that we are as a pathway to knowing, embracing, and embodying the fullest expression of our soul in the human realm. We talk about leadership, embodiment, social change, psychology, spirituality, conscious business, quantum creation, politics, nature, movement and the body, relationships, building communities of true connection, and anything else that guides us deeper into leading from a place of wholeness and belonging within ourselves and with each other. Hello, dear ones, and welcome back to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. And today we are going to be diving into the topic of procrastination. Procrastination is a big thing in the world. Like, I feel like so many personal development books talk about the role of procrastination. We certainly talk about it so much in the coaching world. And overall, procrastination gets a really bad reputation. We always talk about procrastination in this really negative way. And there's a lot of how can you get rid of procrastination? How can you you know, stop failing yourself essentially and step into action and achieve your goals. Now, while I do agree that procrastination can absolutely be something that creates an obstacle between you and taking action on your goals, I think that it's really important for us to reframe the conversation around procrastination. And the reason is, is because I see so many high-achieving entrepreneurs um, really chastising themselves because they are procrastinating too much or they're not doing enough. And obviously, this isn't just entrepreneurs. This is everyone. Um, Procrastination is usually followed by some type of judgment about how little work you're doing and how you should really be working harder. And so I think it is really important for us to look at the deeper layers of procrastination and what its role is, um, because I don't actually think that procrastination is a quote unquote bad thing. Um, I think that procrastination is a cue. It's like a red flag that indicates there is something to be looked at here. And procrastination is not always an indication that you are slacking off, that you're not doing enough. And even if it is an indication that there's some stalling happening or that there's like an obstacle that's preventing you from getting into action, it still doesn't mean you're not working hard enough. 
it's usually an indication of a deeper underlying obstacle that needs to be addressed rather than simply trying to force yourself out of procrastination in and of itself. Procrastination is, I would call, a symptom of something that goes much deeper. And if you really want to understand why procrastination is here for you, you have to be willing to go to the root of something, right? And so, you know, what I'm going to be talking about in this podcast today is you know, what are some of the root things that can be underneath procrastination? And I'm going to be talking about why procrastination is actually neither good or bad um, and how procrastination can actually sometimes, if you want to talk about it in terms of good or bad, can actually be a good thing. I have called myself a master procrastinator in the past, and sometimes I still do. Um, I think that I am very good at spending hours upon hours doing random things. And, you know, in the past, especially, I've also spent a lot of time beating myself up for it, Um, especially when, you know, I haven't met my self-imposed deadlines or I haven't met certain goals, um, there has been a tendency for me to go into guilt shame mode um, when I feel like I've been putting something off and quote unquote procrastinating. And so, you know, a lot of what I'm talking about here is both through what I've read about procrastination, um, what I've guided my clients through as it relates to procrastination. And also how I've noticed this pattern unfolding within myself. And um, the first thing that I really want to say as it relates to procrastination is that I think it's important for us to understand this term within our social and cultural context. First off, we live in a society that's capitalist, which means that, you know, there's a certain exchange for our time and how much money we receive for it. And there's um, a whole system, right? A hierarchical system of power. And this reflects in how we talk about work, how we understand work, and how we actually perceive our own worth, our own self-worth in relationship to work. So if we're not working, quote unquote, hard, whatever that means within the context in a capitalist economy, um, that somehow means we are not worthy of something, that we are not worthy of receiving the resources that we need in order to survive and in order to actually thrive because we're not working hard enough or making, quote unquote, enough money. And um, this is problematic on so many different levels. But it is a lot of what drives our understanding of what it means to work hard and what it means to earn money. And there's so many links between if you're not making X amount of money, then you're not as worthy as this other person who's making, you know, twice as much as you or who's making millions of dollars or, you know, whatever the comparison is. And being inside of a, you know, capitalist society, Um, We very much rank ourselves and who we are on how much work we do. And this has created a lot of high achievers. This has created a lot of situations where we actually ignore our own health needs, 
um, our own nervous system in order to be accepted and ranked and considered worthy within this capitalist society. And so obviously it's not healthy for us to value who we are based on how much we make. And so many of us, if not all of us do on some level, I know I do. And that, that has been a huge piece of my own deconditioning process um, because I've been so success oriented and a lot of my growth just even in the past year has actually been allowing myself to slow down and allowing myself to come back into center and really prioritize what was important to me in my life. Was it my external success or was it love and relationships? Was it my external success or was it my health? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get to this point and a lot of people in general get to this point where they've been hustling hard in their career, they've been making money, um, they've been putting in 60 plus hours, whatever the situation is, and they get to a place where they ask themselves the question, why am I really doing this, right? Is this actually bettering my life or is this making my life worse? And this especially gets highlighted when your health goes down the tubes, right? If you are in a job or you're an entrepreneur and you're building your own business and your stress level impacts your health to that degree, which happens quite often, burnout is a real thing, um, then you're really forced to kind of recenter and ask yourself, is this worth it? Is my external success worth it? Is this what I really want? Is this getting me to where I really want to be? Am I really living the way that I want to live right now because tomorrow is not guaranteed? All this to say that because we live within this kind of context, then anything other than constantly working or constantly producing or earning enough money creates a situation where we begin to judge when we are resting, when we begin to judge when we are quote-unquote procrastinating and not focusing and staying on task, right? And so that becomes the bad thing since procrastination is not, you know, directly contributing to you producing a tangible outcome. So what I really want to do is look at procrastination a little bit deeper and actually talk about how procrastination does help you produce a tangible outcome. It might just not look the way your ego mind wants it to look, right? It's disguising itself as something different, but it's actually a reflection of some deeper needs and deeper truths within you that really need to be witnessed. And not only that, but I think even untangling our toxic relationship with procrastination is a key to allowing ourselves to actually step into flow and the key to us being able to give ourselves more compassion and really dial down how much the inner critic drives us in a way that doesn't create positive outcomes for our health and mental well-being. And further than that, when we can understand procrastination from this deeper lens, it actually gives us more opportunity to shift the energy of procrastination and 
really allow the energy of procrastination to do what it needs to do in the space. And then for us to actually step into action when it feels aligned. So what does it mean for you when procrastination is showing up? First, I want to invite you to do a little bit of a reality check. And I say this because I work with a lot of high achieving leaders and they often come to me and say, I've really been procrastinating this week. These are the things I haven't gotten done and I'm really mad at myself. I haven't recorded my podcast. I haven't yet launched that. I haven't, you know, hired this new employee. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And I'll say, okay, I hear that. And can you tell me what you have done this week? And then they'll start listing off about a million things that they've completed. So this is the thing. (laughs) Um, It's much easier for us to look at all of the things we have not done and completely ignore the things that we have done and the ways that we have shown up for our business, for ourselves. And I want to first and foremost encourage you to reflect on what you have done, what you have accomplished this week, because whatever it is that you've accomplished is something to celebrate. Um, Second, whatever you have on your list that you have not accomplished, that you are quote unquote procrastinating on, the first question I always have for my clients is, okay, if you look at this list how do you feel about launching this podcast? Like, does this podcast feel good to you? Does it feel aligned to you? Does it light you up? And I encourage them to look through all of the things that they're quote unquote procrastinating on and to really check in with their bodies and just acknowledge if it's something that feels in alignment for them. So often when people are procrastinating on something, especially if they already have a business that's running and functioning and they're bringing in income and they're doing a ton of other things, but there's these things that aren't getting done. The, the ultimate question for me is, okay, is this even in alignment for you? And also, is this something that you can hire someone to do for you? Um, because often what I see happening is, you know, we want to be in our zone of genius. We want to be doing the things that we are good at in our business. And the things that we tend to procrastinate on are actually sometimes things that we can hire someone for. And it doesn't often cost as much as we think it's going to cost to hire someone to just do that. Um, so I know for me, when it comes to doing techie stuff, Um, website kind of things or creating graphics, things like that. I just procrastinate on it because I don't like doing it. And this isn't to say that you shouldn't be doing things you don't like in your business because, you know, sometimes you have to. But it's more the fact that it's so easy for us to make everything a should in our business right? We should be working harder. We should be able to do all of these tasks by ourselves. Um, it's essentially a lot of, I shouldn't have to ask for support. And I see this happening a lot, especially with women, that there's this resistance to receiving. Receiving is really hard for women. It's a, a piece of us that we really need to heal and reclaim, Um, most often, I know it's something that I had to reclaim for myself. 
And so it's hard to ask for support. And there is this beautiful space where procrastination could be inviting you into looking at what's really aligned in your business, whether it's programs or the things that you're doing or how you're showing up and asking the deeper question of, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this how I want to be doing it? Is this what I want to be creating? And again, it's not to say that we shouldn't have some uncomfortable things that we do in our business or some things that we don't like, because that's always going to be there. But it's inviting a deeper level of discernment on the energy that is present in each one of the pockets of our business. And if we've really been procrastinating and pushing something off, maybe it's not actually in the highest resonance for how we're meant to build our business or what we're meant to be doing in our life, right? This also shows up in our relationships in our life in so many different ways that if we're procrastinating on something, whether it's you know, getting together with someone, um, or just simply, you know, something that we have to get done for our life, and um, we're not getting it done, then the question is always, you know, is this in alignment with me? Does this actually align with my needs and my desires? And um, do I do I want to continue engaging with this thing or this person? The part of procrastination that gets talked about the most in the personal development industry is, you know, like fears, doubts, you know, internal blocks that we have to believing that we are worthy of receiving what we want to receive. And so we might delay taking action on it um, because there's a lot of resistance to believing that this thing that we want, this thing that we desire is actually available to us. I think for anyone who has their own business, um, procrastination is definitely going to show up. And it's simply a matter of identifying which part of you is underneath the procrastination that is really asking you for some more attention and witnessing. Because ultimately, we won't be able to shift our pattern of procrastination Unless we turn towards that story, unless we turn towards that part of us that has that story, and unless we're able to really work with that part and allow the part to lead us into how it can energetically shift out of that space and into a different level of embodiment, right? And what I mean by that is that you're simply allowing yourself to align with your deeper truth and allowing that story to lead you in the direction of that. And so that is usually then what helps to break open the energy of procrastination and gives you the pathway um, in order to start to take action steps that are in alignment with what you want to create. But what I see happen a lot with entrepreneurs is that because they are procrastinating on taking action steps that they intellectually understand will bring them closer to achieving their goal and achieving their dreams. What most often shows up in the space is judgment, self-criticism and um, feeling like a failure. And so instead of there being space for you to invite yourself into a deeper exploration and curiosity, around why procrastination is there. There's this judgment and self-criticism that 
comes up and then blocks your ability to even go there. Because once we are circulating any type of judgment or self-criticism, it really makes it harder for us to then approach the procrastination and that particular behavior from a place of curiosity. And curiosity is the energy that will open any energetic space up, right? And what we want to be doing is opening and getting curious instead of judging and controlling and trying to push it away. And so when people get into inner criticism, um, what then tends to happen is they either go really hard and just do, 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 and ignore, you know, the parts that are in doubt or in fear. And oftentimes the doing turns more into misaligned action because you're just trying to push forward instead of acknowledging just where you are and why this is here for you. Um, or you go even deeper into the hole, into the emotional hole. Um, in other words, when you know self-criticism about the procrastination shows up, then it drives you into an even deeper retraction. And so you might find it hard to even function in some other parts of your life because you're criticizing yourself so much and you feel like you're failing yourself so much. So that can send you into a whole other emotional spiral. And so we want to really be present to how we can shift this patterning, right? And if self-criticism is showing up and you know, you feeling like you're failing yourself is showing up, that's okay. That's okay too. Um, you can recognize it, be curious about it, allow that those parts of you to step aside for a moment so you can really look at the procrastination a little bit deeper. Again, it's just a matter of inviting curiosity. And the most important part of this is you actually recognizing the pattern of this happening for you. Because as soon as you recognize the pattern, that's when you step into the space of the witness and the observer that has the control and power to shift it. Um, and most often what happens for folks is they circulate in the same patterns because they don't recognize them and they tend to be very unconscious. And especially if you are in this emotional spiral, it gets harder and harder to pull yourself out and to take yourself into a place of tr true curiosity. So I think that this highlights the fact that, you know, it's really important for us to not consider procrastination a bad or a good thing. It's simply a cue. It's simply a flag that is asking us to look at a particular area of ourself, of our life, or of our business, and do the deeper work of understanding why it's showing up rather than making it a bad thing that it's there. The other piece that I think happens a lot more often than most people would like to admit is that procrastination can actually be a sign of just really needing deep, deep rest. Sometimes when we procrastinate, we're actually simply exhausted. And this happens so much with um, women that I work with because they tend to be, you know, fairly ambitious um, fairly high achieving. And so there's a lot of doing, right? There's a lot of external action. And when we're so much in the doing energy, we often miss on some of the cues that our body is sending. 
um, that tells us we need to actually slow down, that we actually need to rest. And our culture stigmatizes rest, right? That if we give ourselves permission to rest, that we don't deserve to have the things that we want to have. There's always this dynamic between, you know, you are slacking off or you're not doing enough. You aren't going to be successful if you don't do all these things. And so we rarely give ourselves just the permission to rest and for that to be okay. And for rest to actually be a necessary part of our success, right? We often don't recognize how much rest helps us to get to where we want to be. Rest is a part of integration. If we don't have time to integrate, then we're like a hamster running on the same wheel over and over and over again. And so rest is revolutionary in a culture where we're taught that rest is a bad thing, that we don't have time for rest, that it sacrifices our success. So there's this need to really invite more compassion for ourselves and more compassion for our bodies and to listen to our needs at this very deep level to just give ourselves what we really need. And sometimes that is a nap in the middle of the day and that is okay. And so the way that this need often gets communicated to us is by us procrastinating, right? That perhaps we've neglected our rest and we've neglected slowing down for so long, even though our body has been telling us we need to do it, that your whole system actually slows you down by making you procrastinate, right? Because when you're procrastinating, you're, you're doing less, And it's not perfect because your body would probably just rather you surrender and just go to sleep or surrender and go have fun and play. But procrastination is the next best thing, right? So instead of you writing that article that you've been wanting to write for however many months, um, your body keeps procrastinating on it. And it's actually just saying, you know what, this isn't a priority right now. Your rest is actually more important than you writing this article, And so instead of you being able to just focus and write this article in two or three hours um, or you surrendering and just going to bed for two or three hours, what actually ends up happening is that maybe you, you start scrolling on Instagram and you scroll for like an hour and you didn't even realize an hour passed and here you are going down this whole... This has happened to me plenty of times where I will click on a post and then it'll take me to someone else's page and then it'll take me to someone else's page and I go down this whole like Instagram wormhole. And before you know it, you've lost like 30 minutes to 45 minutes of your time just, you know, finding out what Jennifer Gardner is eating, right? And this happens so often. This is like where the procrastination does slow us down. But it can also cause a lot of numbing behaviors, a lot of avoidance behaviors that keep us from truly connecting deeper within ourselves. And so, you know, if we see procrastination showing up and we're finding that maybe there have been different cues from our body saying slow down, then I would really invite you to just surrender to the rest. Surrender to radical rest in your life. Surrender to pleasure and play in your life. And you'll find that you will actually be able to focus 
for longer periods of time and get more done if you just allow yourself to surrender to the rest when you need to. It's also really beneficial for you to invite yourself into a deeper examination of what procrastination meant in your family. And if you use procrastination a lot in your early childhood. And I say this because, you know, this is something that I really had to look at within myself. That for me in my childhood, organization and planning had a very negative connotation. And therefore, as a kid, I actually turned to the exact opposite in order to experience comfort. And comfort for me became procrastination um, because the planning and the organizing felt very stressful to me as a kid. And so it's worthwhile to understand your history with procrastination and how that was talked about in your family unit, how planning was treated in your family unit, and then also how your personality individually really interacts with procrastination versus like planning and organizing. So for me, I'm a Sagittarius and I don't like rules. I don't like people trying to put me in boxes and trying to control me, right? So um, when it came to like planning and organizing and one of my parents wanting to create this structure for me and tell me what to do, which is very common for parents to do, right? That's kind of their job. Um, I rebelled, right? And I hated it and I didn't like it. And so I went in the opposite direction and I was like, well, instead of this planning and organizing, I'm just going to sit here and, and not do anything or procrastinate on what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And so, you know, this really depends on your personality and what comes to the table and also how you were raised and how these things felt to you as a child. Um, So I don't have a negative connotation with procrastination. However, culture has taught me that somehow me procrastinating means that I'm not working hard enough as well. So it's, it's a multi-layered cake and each one of us has that individually in some way it plays out, right? So it is important for you to understand, you know, what that looks like, because that is what is going to guide you into unpacking um, some of this and is going to help you to transform procrastination from, you know, this space that doesn't feel very useful into a space where you just get to ask for what you radically need in the space, whether it's from other people, whether it's from yourself, it it really helps you to clarify what needs to happen in the space energetically. The other part that I think is really important to acknowledge about, about procrastination is that procrastination is often just needed. Like, Separate from all of the layers that we've looked at today, all of the things that could be underneath the procrastination, what's also true is that sometimes procrastination really is a way for us to develop our creative ideas and that it's a fertile ground for us to do work without knowing that we are doing work. And so what I would say is that rest is also work. Rest is necessary work, right? And that can be the case when it comes to procrastination. And 
us like going down a wormhole on Instagram or starting to read a book or listening to a podcast or, you know, surfing online, even though it might seem random, we might actually just be doing something that we're being intuitively led to do, but it looks like procrastination. And yet in the mere act of it, we're helping ourselves to open certain energetic portals, um, creative portals. And I know that there's been more than one time where I've quote unquote procrastinated and decided to watch a movie or a documentary or to read a part of a book. And it's really helped me develop my ideas and has helped me to align my content, to align the podcast episodes that I'm creating in a more inspired energy, right? And so procrastination can be so fertile for our creative expansion um, if we allow the space for us to have the experience and to let go of the judgment that can sometimes come up in the space. There's actually a, a podcast episode. If you ever listen to the TEDx Radio Hour, one of my favorite things to listen to, there is an episode that is about procrastination. And I highly actually recommend that you listen to that because it's based off of, you know, a lot of different TEDx talks and they kind of put it all together on TEDx radio and talk about all these ideas that are interrelated with each other. And they actually talk about how procrastination is oftentimes one of the qualities that really successful people have that they just procrastinate a lot. Um, and I think I've also read like articles that talk about, um, procrastination being something that really intelligent people do. Um, and there's, you know, some research that's been done on this, just kind of observing and interviewing people on procrastination. And, um, it's fascinating to think about. We've, really stigmatize procrastination to mean this specific thing about ourselves when in fact, it could just be an indicator that this is how our brain needs to process information. This is how our brain needs to sit with information in order for something to be birthed through you, right? In order for your creativity to come through, in order for your thoughts to even be formulated, right? And so what I've found for myself is that even when I'm working on a podcast, that I tend to procrastinate while I'm recording and that it allows me to actually come back and to center into what I want to say on the podcast even more clearly. So I often take dance breaks in my podcast. I'll often, you know, go and, you know, read a book or do something else. And then I come back to the podcast and there are parts of me that get really frustrated with myself because what I could have finished what I think I could have finished in 45 minutes ends up taking a few hours, right? But that is part of my process, right? That is part of my creative process. That is how I do my work. And I think it's a matter of you understanding 
how procrastination shows up for you and that it's it's going to show up in a lot of different ways, right? Just because I sometimes procrastinate when um, I'm doing my podcast and that's just a part of my creative process doesn't mean that when you know procrastination shows up down the line that it isn't some kind of avoidance or that it isn't some type of fear that's showing up, right? That all of these things can be present. It's more of you being willing to understand what it really is for you in any given moment. The other piece that I want to mention as it relates to procrastination is that, you know, I I brought into the conversation the fact that there are very real mindset obstacles that are often underneath procrastination that we do need to address in order to shift into aligned action. And, you know, those obstacles or those mindset pieces are going to be very varied, but oftentimes the emotion that shows up the most frequently is fear, right? Whether it's like fear of failure, fear of success, fear of being too much, um, fear of being rejected or not loved, um, it all in so many ways comes back to fear. I think there's someone who said everything comes back to either love or fear, right? And so that underneath procrastination, unless it's part of how you work in the world or, you know, it's an indication that you're tired, that there's some type of fear that's underneath the procrastination. And often fear is the thing that really keeps us from taking action on the things that are most in alignment for us. And so, you know, the invitation is for you to really understand what is the fear and to allow the fear to be there and to do things anyway, right? It's not about getting rid of fear. It's not about um, not having fear at all. It's more about just looking underneath the procrastination to recognize the fear when we name the fear, there's so much more space that's created for us to take action. And so I think overall, there's just an invitation here to say, okay, I'm procrastinating. How can I give myself compassion for that? Can I get curious about the procrastination? What is this procrastination communicating to me? Am I out of alignment somewhere in my business? Is this just how I work in this space and this is actually helping me move energy in the body and is helping me receive new ideas, right? Or is this a deeper mindset piece that's going on? Is there a deeper fear that's going on within me that is blocking me from taking action? And so instead of judging the procrastination, how can I actually meet the fear? How can I face the fear, understand the fear, get curious about the fear And then allow myself to walk with the fear as I take action. And being able to do these things will help you to move past the procrastination or will help you to actually use the procrastination in the best way possible. Um, Because when we're able to accept procrastination as part of our process, instead of vilify it, the procrastination is even so much more fruitful, right? Because when we allow ourselves to be in a space, we receive what we need so much more quickly and then we can move forward and take action. So these are all things for you to look at as you get curious about your procrastination. And um, I think it's so important for us to see all of the ways that we can actually just invite more compassion and empathy for ourselves because the reality is, is we live in a world that pushes us quite a lot, that criticizes us quite a lot. And 
we tend to be our own harshest critics. And while critique and criticism isn't a bad thing in and of itself, right? It can often help move the needle forward. It's often what helps us to create things. It's like that push and that drive. We also want to be really cognizant of where criticism goes into extremes and how it impacts us and our well-being, right? There's always a nice balance with any type of ego voice in our head. And it's never about you know, saying this part of us is bad, but it is recognizing what kind of impact is it having on us and on what spectrum is it on, right? Is it on this like very toxic spectrum or is it somewhere in the middle where it, it can actually be healthy, right? That it's helping to push us forward, but it's also not causing a lot of internal emotional distress for us. And so I think that that's always what we are looking at here and how can we actually create more space for us to be who we really are And for us to accept ourselves at this really, really deep level. And I think that looking at how we think about procrastination is definitely a part of that process. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would be so, so grateful to you if you would be able to write a written review for this podcast on iTunes. It really helps the show become more visible and it helps let people know that the show is worthwhile tuning into. So I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to do that. Sending you all so much love and so many blessings and we'll see you next time.